is. Kind of a dark and stormy day out there. Um, but uh, I don't think it's going to last very long, so I don't think it's going to affect too many of the sporting events planned this week. Uh, but uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on it. we got a Thursday night football game tomorrow. Green Canyon hosting Ridgeline for their homecoming game on Thursday night. A couple games on Friday. Of course, Utah State football will be Saturday night, 5 o'clock. Uh, there on Merlin Olson Field. We, uh, we're going to be doing our pregame coverage. KVNU game day will begin at 3.30 at Prodigy Brewing right there on Center Street. Uh, great place to stop by for a bite to eat before you go to the game. It is family friendly. They do have a great kids menu. And so go stop by there Saturday afternoon on your way to the game. Um, but uh, a lot of different things we still want to get through today here on the show. There's still a little bit more about Utah State and UNLV that we'll get into. Uh, we'll hear from Calvin Tyler Jr., the running back from USU. Uh, there's a, a little bit from the uh, head coach of UNLV, Carlos Arroyo, talking about Utah State, uh, basically saying, you know, don't put too much stock on this team if they're down right now. And uh, interesting to see what he has to say. Um, but then also uh, had an opportunity to catch up with Robert Turbin. A great running back from Utah State. Years gone by. Uh, went to the NFL and has uh, now transitioned into broadcasting. And he'll be in Logan this weekend as part of the CBS Sports Network coverage of the Utah State versus UNLV football game. That'll be fun. That'll be exciting. Yeah, it's exciting to have him back in town. I was wondering because he's working with, you know, CBS, and CBS does a lot of Utah State's games. I was always just kind of a matter of time that he'd end up back in Logan. Didn't expect it to be this quick because I believe he only joined the team this year. So nice to see him back so soon, I guess. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and, and as always, if you want to weigh in, 435 339 0321. Here on the Full Court Press. Uh, we didn't get a chance to get to this yesterday, but um, there's several incidents of fan behavior, which are interesting uh, to note, and just quite a few notable uh, issues and situations that have happened just within the last like 10 to 14 days. Uh, and then also um, a couple other things just to want to throw in there. Top 100 different publications kind of... Uh, trying to project who the top players for the NBA season will be for this upcoming year. How many jazz players, should stress current jazz players, <laughs> are on that list. Uh, and then, uh, speaking of the NBA, there's uh, news today that Suns owner Robert Sarver um, looks like he is uh, seeking buyers for his team and uh, is on his way out. Besides, not just the Suns, but also the the, the Mercury, the, the WNBA franchise. So, kind of crazy how much uh, quickly that's turned. Though I, I can't say I'm overly surprised because pressure was increasing. Uh, they were starting to get sponsors pulling out, um, I, and I there was increased pressure from the players' association that something more be done there. But uh, Sarver is basically saying, you know what, uh, I'm just going to sell the team and get out of this. Yeah, there's even a, an executive for the Suns. I can't remember um, which one it was, but a pretty high-up guy 
calling for Sarver to sell the team. And yeah, it really just did come down to the pressure because last time we had an owner forced out of the NBA, there was a ton of pressure, which is the main reason why they did it. The NBA here, they came out with that slap on the wrist, or I don't even know what the slap on the wrist, more like a tap on the wrist type of punishment because they didn't feel any pressure. Well, suddenly when they didn't actually punish Sarver for some pretty bad things he did, really, really bad behavior, talk about fan behavior, Sarver was worse in a lot of ways. Uh, when they found out, okay, this is what he did and this is his punishment, people got upset. As you said, a lot of people have spoken out from various circles. And the big one is, you know, sponsors. When you hit people in their pocketbook, that's when things happen. These big leagues, they'll talk the talk about racial justice and yada, yada, yada. But let's be quite frank, they don't give a crap unless there's money involved. (laughs) That's the almighty dollar. Yeah, and that's what the NBA is doing here. They spent all this time talking about, you know, social justice and equality, and they did jack squat when there wasn't pressure. And now... I mean, of course, I don't know if the NBA was working behind the scenes. Maybe they were pushing behind the scenes for Sarver to sell a team. Like, you know, okay, we didn't give you this huge, like, band for life thing. But maybe sell the team. Just get out of here, please. (laughs) You're making us look bad. So I guess all's well that ends well. But the NBA still looks pretty bad in that they're basically hypocrites. Well, they – there was interesting – reactions after the Sterling issue with the Clippers. And it, it was bad what, what he was doing, what he was saying. And one of the big things is that it was um, it was caught on uh, on a recording. People heard what he said, how he was saying it, and he had a history of other bad practices. Now, through this investigation, they've discovered that Sarver has a history of bad practices and different things too. But the NBA owners, they almost universally disliked Sterling. And they were looking for ways to get him out of the league because he was an absentee owner. He really didn't care. He never put forth uh, an effort to try to have a somewhat semblance of it, a competitive team. And there were a lot of things that were that were stacked against Sterling, but it also helped that he there was some there was an audio recording of what he said. Now there's a lot of testimony and witnesses and firsthand accounts of what Sarver was doing, but there was no smoking gun, so to speak, that could make the rounds and go viral that everybody could hear. But in in context with that too though, I distinctly remember Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks saying, look, uh, we voted to to make this decision with Sterling, but, and there was a very strong but, he was very concerned about how easy it was for somebody to basically be forced to sell the team, basically to lose their business that they had, that they bought, that they built, and we can debate about really how much he built the business, but um, but uh, Mark Cuban was very concerned about how easy it was for the league to oust an owner. And so I, it's been playing in my mind that those comments, 
may have been a bit of a factor here as to why the NBA didn't come down and with more a more harsh penalty that would have forced a sell of the team. Uh, because I'm, I'm sure those owners, they want to protect their interests. And if you can oust that guy, that means you can oust me. And I don't want to make that easy for you to oust me. So Sarver's moving on under his own volition, but it was it was going to get harder and harder and harder for him to hold on to and retain uh, the, the value of that, of that business entity that he owns, whereas now he can still sell that franchise with those two franchises, and he's still going to make close to $2 billion. I mean, we shouldn't feel like this guy is a real victim here. Yeah, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head as far as you know, the owners wanting to kind of protect their own because Sarver's not the only one with these kind of skeletons in his closet. I can pretty much guarantee that. There's somebody else out there in the league. In fact, you just go to any owner, and there's some sketchy stuff in their background. Pretty sure the current owner of the Clippers actually has some skeletons in the back in in the closet, some not so uh, friendly, you know, workplace environments that he's created. Mark Cuban, he's had some issues. Yes, he has. Now, those comments that he made that I was referencing were before these investigations that took place because Dallas did not have a good working environment. So, yeah, I mean, they, these owners, like, and I saw somebody else say this uh, on social media earlier today that uh, I, I don't think you could say this for all of them, but there are a lot of owners that if you, if you dug down deep enough, you'd find dirt on, on a lot of them. And if you if you really wanted to, you could make a big stink about something in their business history that some people wouldn't like, and it wouldn't go over very well. Yeah, when these businesses get that big, there's a lot of things that go wrong, and it's not always the owner's fault because the owner, you know, when they start up a little small company and they're pulling themselves up by the bootstraps, they're controlling everything. But then as it gets bigger and bigger. Bad things are happening. Sometimes the owners are aware of it and they just let it go. And they just let these bad workplaces fester and sometimes they encourage it um, in some ways. So, like I said, there's there's dirt, there's mud, there's radioactive waste <laughs> in in some of these owners' some backgrounds. Yeah. So that's why they're always worried. NBA and NFL owners, I'm sure Major League Baseball, I don't think Major League Baseball's had – a scandal where somebody's been forced out because the NFL's had one. The old Panthers owner got forced out. Yeah, that's true. So people don't want to lose these franchises because at this point they are, you know, walking money printers. Yeah. Like that's why people are so desperate to get involved in any ownership group. That's why LeBron James is looking to be in an ownership group because it's so lucrative. And, you know, anybody who's anybody is trying desperately to be part of any ownership group. Like, if I got a half a percent stake in any NFL team, I could retire. <laughs> That's just how lucrative it is. Yeah, barrier of entry is pretty hard. You have to uh, yeah. you have to know the right people and have a pretty serious portfolio of your own to, to get in there. But, yeah, it's these as we've seen, the value of sports franchises just continues to skyrocket. Um, so... And he's not a he's not a full owner. He's the only guy who owns it. He's got other owners, and there's there's been rumor that they're they've 
been amping up their pressure too. Yeah, that's probably another thing, and because I believe I read that Sarver only owns about a third of the team uh, by himself. I think he's he's got the biggest Largest portion of anybody, which yeah. makes him the de facto owner, even though he's not a majority owner. But I also read that he has like the means and ability through whatever contracts and how the ownership works is I believe he has the power to sell the entire team. Um, like all the ownership somehow. I don't know how that works, but I guess he could sell everyone's share, not just his own. Of course, the people with the other shares may just rebuy or, I don't know, somehow retain their ownership. Right. And somebody else buys that third that uh, Sarver has. Uh, Okay. Yeah, it's not too uncommon for some uh, business partnerships. Uh, but for our, our text line is open. We've got a text coming through, 435-339-0321, if you want to chime in. Uh, 6294 says, I believe Marge Schott got forced out of baseball years ago. That's the old Reds owner. Yeah, I think you have to be uh, – I think you have to do something pretty egregious to be forced out as an owner. Um, now, the things that Sarver is accused of doing, I mean – that was a pretty ugly work environment. Uh, but as as other owners are voting on this and as the commissioner is weighing in on this, I think they're always in the back of their mind thinking, if you can do it to him, that means you can do it to me. So it better be pretty damning evidence against him. And... Uh, uh, so a little surprised that um, that that uh, uh, Silver didn't go further than he did because while he can't attend meetings and he can't be in the facility, he's still collecting checks from the success of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he pays a ten million dollar fine, which that would kill you or I, and we could do that. <laughs> I'd be in debt the rest of my life. Yeah, but to him, I mean, yeah, it, it's that. Look, $10 million is still $10 million. I don't care who you are. That's still yeah. $10 million. He can't buy another 15 Lamborghinis with that, you know, <laughs> or whatever. He can't, he can't build that other but, yacht. I mean, it's but it's still a little surprising nonetheless. But now the reports today, uh, he has announced that he is seeking buyers and uh, maybe backing out, which is kind of interesting because if I remember the story about Ryan Smith and how he, after he made his big – payday selling his company he to some degree explored purchasing the phoenix suns or becoming a significant owner with the suns and certainly that's out of the picture now but yeah he doesn't have enough capital left to buy another no. nba team especially if uh, he's trying to bring another uh, a different professional franchise to the state yeah i was surprised when he got involved with real salt lakes i believe he bought a controlling interest of them didn't he Yes. I forget who he went into business with. There was somebody else that was... Yeah, it's another person who was the main guy, but he's with, what is it, Arctos Sports Properties or something like that. Yeah. And they recently became a 10% shareholder with Utah Jazz. So, anyway. Yeah, I was surprised when Smith did that because like, do you have enough raw capital left? Or I guess, you know, you have to... Usually they end up borrowing a ton of money. 
because it's not like these owners have a net worth of you know such and such billion, but it's not like they have such and such billion lying in a bank account. <laughs> Just sitting there. Accruing it's usually interest. tied up in their assets. So like when they buy a team for two billion dollars, they don't write a check for two billion and say, "Here you go." Usually they get a loan from a bank and then, right? Yeah. Pay it off and whatnot. In- installments. Yeah. As they start raking it in. Yeah. So uh, interesting moves there in the NBA. And while we're on the topic of the NBA. Players are starting to report to their various teams. Uh, Jazz, Utah Jazz have released a few little videos here and there showing some guys in the open gym. Uh, they had a little video featuring Laurie Markkinen just the other day. He's back in the States after a really great run in Eurobasket. But um, training camp, I believe for most if not all teams, begins next, what is that, the, 20, the 27th, I think? Which would be uh, a Tuesday, next Tuesday, it? so it's it's next week. I don't know if they all start on the same day. I imagine it's probably pretty close. All NBA teams likely have a universal report time. Yeah, but um, but it either way, it's it's next week, and with the 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 season quickly approaching, and the first preseason game will be like October second for the Utah Jazz, so. Uh, ESPN and CBS Sports Network have put together their top 100 NBA players for the upcoming season. Gotta love these lists. These lists are always so... They're usually pretty ridiculous. Um, Not so much in the top 25. Um, But once you get into the 40s and 50s and 60s and whatnot... Yeah, how how do you determine who's number 89 and who's 47? Yeah, you can. You end up with these subjective lists, and it's like you can't really accurately go beyond 25 before you just get to just absurd. I didn't go through and nitpick too much of these lists. I just looked at where the Jazz guys were, but it's like, why is this player so high? <laughs> like, why is this player 62, and why is this player 89? It's like, it's it's pretty nuts. Ooh. Yeah, there's some thunder out there. Serious thunder outside. Uh, so, by the way, if that's affecting your AM dial, if you're listening to us on 1390... Feel free to switch it over to 106.9 FM or pull up the mobile app, 106.9 The Fan mobile app, or even 106.9thefan.com. We'll be streaming there uh, whether our towers outside work or not. We still produce it uh, out of the studio here. But for the Utah Jazz, getting recognition in the top 100, um, a few years ago there were quite a few jazz players who would be in the top 100 from Pretty much your starting five and uh, your your guy off the bench, Jordan Clarkson. I don't remember if Joe Ingles ever cracked the top 100. I think he did during some of his peak years, um, but it would have only been for a couple of years. I yeah, think. it would have been very briefly. But right now, did you? So you looked at the list. So there, ESPN has only put two current Jazz players in the top 100, and CBS Sports only has one. And they're different. Yeah, it's three different players that appeared <laughs> on these two lists. So it was a little weird. I'm really surprised that one of these players didn't make CBS's list. Especially because I think he was really underrated. So uh, NBA Top 100, as uh, reported by ESPN, their list that they put together. Uh, they put together their rankings for this upcoming season. And they also put where they listed them a year ago coming into the season, which is interesting. So coming in at number 
89 is point guard Mike Connolly, who one year ago was at 48. So he's dropped, uh, I mean, half of where he was a year ago. Roughly. Uh, slightly less. Because that would have been all the way to 96 if he dropped, you know, yeah, exactly. if he doubled his rank. But, you know, pretty close to that. Um, and honestly, you know, Mike Conley's not the same player he was at the end of the 2021 season. You know, his all-star season. So he's not a top 50 player like he was, which is why he was able to get to 48 last year. But he's not 89. He is underrated on this list. I agree. Um, I think he should be hanging out probably in the 60s, maybe 70s. So I'd, tag, I'd probably tag him in the low 70s. Yeah. Mostly considering his age. Uh, and I also wonder how much he's going to be utilized in a system that's trying to feature its younger players. But he he's a veteran that still sets up his teammates and helps the team in a lot of different ways that sometimes don't always show up in a stat sheet. Yeah, his... His uh, advanced stats actually, like advanced stats, still love Mike Conley. Like advanced stats have him as one of the best players in the league. Like if you just looked at his like you know Raptor or I think some of Basketball Index's stuff or some just some other advanced stats, they'll have him in the top fifty based off of last year. Maybe even like top thirty, fire call right. Um, it doesn't feel like he's that good, but again, advanced stats just absolutely love Mike Conley still. You know, during his age 33 season, now going into 34. So, you know, again, I think he's better than 89. And you, if you put him on a contending team, like, the Jazz is just not the right fit for him. Um, He's he's not going to look very good. You know, he'll he'll probably shoot well, maybe get some assists. But on a bad team, Mike Conley's not going to be very good. You put him on a contending team, have him as, like, your fourth best player in your starting lineup – have him be you know, a veteran point guard, kind of what Kyle Lowry's been doing for the last few years, where he's not the star, but he's the veteran presence on the team. Mike Conley is very well suited for that role. He and, helps your stars shine brighter. Yeah, and he's you know, a great supplemental uh, piece to your team. You know, He's not going to be the guy directing the offense, so he'll obviously have some playmaking because he's a guy that can average probably at minimum four and a half assists depending on how many minutes he plays, probably five or six he's playing full starters minutes. Um, you know, he can shoot well. If you kick it out to him, he'll hit those threes. He can run the pick and roll if you've got, you know, like a star big. He can run that with him. So there's a role for him in the NBA, and unfortunately the Jazz don't have it, which may factor into part of why he's so low here, is that if he stays with the Jazz, yeah, he'll basically be the 89th-ish best player in the NBA. But he could be in the 60s as far as if he were put on the right role. It's kind of why there's there's been some talk about Mike Conley being traded. But I'll be honest, at this point, Danny just probably asking a little too much. He's probably looking for like a first-round pick, which Conley's probably not worth that at this point. No, but if you package Conley with somebody else, then he may be able to get that, what yeah. he's looking for. Uh, we got more to talk about who other, uh, which other Jazz players are in the top 100 according to these lists. Uh, do you agree with their placements? High, too high, too low? Who else should be there? Who's getting left off? 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Here on the Full Court Press, we'll also coming up later on in the show here from Robert Turbin, former Aggie great running back. 
And so you will be part of the broadcast crew with CBS Sports Network on Saturday in Logan. And a current solid running back for Utah State, Calvin Tyler Jr. We'll hear from him as well. Al Lewis caught up with him at practice yesterday. We'll hear their conversation coming up on the Full Court Press. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Back to school means back to massive laundry piles. Get a washer that can handle your busy laundry schedule. Head to Daryl's today for a deal worth your time. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance, and we have a GE front load laundry pair with a 4.8 cubic foot washer and a 7.8 cubic foot dryer for only $17.96 for the pair. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance service and sales west on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Hi, Cash Valley. This is Maisie Fryer, Logan High School student body president. It is our homecoming week and we couldn't be more excited to announce some events that we would like to invite our community to. Our homecoming parade is at 6 on Wednesday and will be running along 100 West. Following the parade, we will be having a volleyball game fundraiser for our fellow Grizzly who recently got in a car accident. Our powder puff game will be on Thursday at 7 and to close out the week, our football team will be playing the Mountain Crest Mustangs at 7. Go Grizzlies! We're Aggies. We've seen good times and we've seen the tough times. Through thick and thin, we always show up. Let's get ready for Saturday's 5 p.m. kickoff versus UNLV with a stop at Locker 42. Show them we're Aggie fans with a new Aggie t-shirt. Locker 42 has Aggie tees in short and long sleeve designs. Locker 42 will have you looking good for game day with hoodies and jackets and sweatshirts or a new Aggie hat. Locker 42, shop either location, 1430 North Main next to Little Caesars and the flagship store downtown at 36 South Main. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs. With competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Holidays, back to school, homecomings, whatever it is, it can be stressful, right? So you're worried about all this other stuff, but don't forget about your car. Valvoline Instant Oil Change across from Angie's. They'll get you in and out quickly at 695 North Main in Logan. (laughs) Certain butt music just really gets Jason moving over here. (laughs) We need to get those cameras in here. See Jason bust a move. Uh, we, don't, we don't want to see that, trust yeah. me. <laughs> the viewership numbers will go up by like, you know, one or two. <laughs> then they'll go down by 15. <laughs> yeah, then, then we'll turn them away. <laughs> so top 100 NBA players 
uh, as decided by ESPN and CBS Sports. Yes, the experts on basketball, the people at ESPN and CBS. And CBS, okay. Uh, so Mike Connolly coming in at number 89. He was not the only jazz player on the list for ESPN. Jordan Clarkson came in at number 85 on the list. And what surprises me about him is last year they had him at 90. So they're stating his impact as greater coming into this season than it was a year ago, which that frankly surprises me. I would have thought that last year's impact would be more than than this year. But considering this current roster changes, maybe there's a thought that he may be leaned on to do more, but I don't know that I totally agree with that. This is supposed to be like how good of a player you are. Like, did five good players above Clarkson just retire <laughs> or more? Because, like, yeah, he had a lot worse season last year. Like, you know, the year you know was sixth man of the year. His efficiency wasn't great, but it was still solid, you know, at 42%, 34% from three. Those shooting percentages coming on a very high degree of difficulty. Um, he was the guy who made the shots that nobody else is supposed to take. Uh, and he took them and, you know, averaged 18 points. He had his value in that he made those very difficult shots at a decent enough clip. You know, the kind of stuff that you want your six-man spark plug scorer to do. Well, then last year, he was worse. He was horrible at three-point shots, way below average. Even on, you know, open shots, he wasn't doing good. And was worse on those other shots, though not significantly worse. His shooting percentage overall only went down about 6%, or like 0.6%. But... Still, he was worse last year than when he was the sixth man of the year. And he goes up. <laughs> Mike Conley is not significantly worse than he was the year he was an all-star and drops 45 ranks, basically, or yeah. like 39 or something like that. Like, what? What are you guys doing? Yeah, it's a little bizarre. It's like th these lists really are just perception. They are not objective they are not based on anything concrete they are very much perception which it's it's frustrating where you have something like this where it's like mike conley drops a ton and jordan clarkson rises it's just it's just kind of dumb yeah i don't quite get it so uh, neither of those guys are in the CBS Sports Top 100. Yeah, Mike Conley not being in there is stupid. <laughs> Which is surprising. So who is in their Top 100? They do have one jazz player recognized. At number 92, Colin Sexton. Now, here's a guy who only played a handful of games a year ago, hurt his knee, missed all of last season. But he was a solid player for... Cleveland before the injury and uh, I, I can recognize him in the top 100 but I'm, I'm surprised at how different these two lists are on the, on the high end of uh, you know, who is in and who's not but like we said how do you determine like who's in the 60s and who's in the 80s or the 90s uh, it's all very subjective but uh, new current jazz man Colin Sexton being recognized at number 92. Yeah, and last year the CBS, I looked up last year's list for CBS. I think they have him at 75, 
their list is formatted really weird. It, it's actually kind of hard to tell. It's hard to explain why it's weird over radio. You just have to see it. <laughs> but, you know, I think Sexton being where he is makes a little bit of sense. You know, last year he was kind of in that, you know, 70s, 80s, right, but right where CBS was kind of putting him. And I imagine he was up there probably on ESPN's list. I didn't look that one up. But, you know, this kind of stuff happens. It's why I talk about, you know, this being a perception thing. It's because Sexton isn't really any worse than he was to start last year. He just basically missed the entire year. So everyone forgot about him. True. So they didn't put him on their list. I, I bet he's he's not on, like, almost any of the ESPN ballots. There's a few people like me, one of the Cavaliers beat writers, like, oh, yeah, Colin Sexton was around. He's still pretty good. Yeah, he should be good if he's healthy. Yeah, but everyone forgot about him. Even though, you know, if you take his stats from the last full year, yeah, he's probably some guy who's in the 70s or 60s, depending on just how much you think those stats are, like, really impactful. Right. You know, like, are the 24, 25 points per game he's scoring really helping your team? But that's an argument from the time. But still, he's just forgotten about. That's why he dropped out completely of the ESPN, wherever he was at. I imagine he was somewhere in the top 100. But it's what happened to Mike Conley because everyone forgot about Conley because he wasn't on the number one seeded Jazz. And then Clarkson, everyone just kind of threw him at the back of their ballot anyway, and he managed to rise because nobody was paying attention, and they forgot they moved him up a few spots. <laughs> like, And that's why these lists are such a mess because you have these guys that are getting out into the 60s and 70s, and they're just like, oh, this guy, oh, and this guy, oh, and this guy, and they're just – they're not basing it off of anything other than their base perception. And if you watch any of the sports content from some of these national broadcasters, they don't even know anything to begin with, like as far as analysis. So three jazz players do get recognized in different ways. Would you put anybody else on the roster in the top 100? No, I I'm running through the roster in my head as I remember it. <laughs> this changed so much. <laughs> oh, Boyan. Boyan probably, maybe. I think just the fact that he had you know a lot worse year last year. He's just gone so far downhill from a year where he was a 20-point-per-game score, literally for the Jazz. Right. Um, that bubble year. Six, seven rebounds a night. Yeah, so... He probably deserves to be on the top 100 maybe more than a Colin Sexton or even a Jordan Clarkson. But not too torn up that he's not there because he is on that fringe. Right. Uh, if anybody who is not on the list who may could be considered, I agree. It should be Boyan uh, Bogdanovich. N- none of the other really other newcomers that just got traded into the onto the roster. Uh, I don't really see any of them right now. As being there, so, but eh, see if they have a chip on their shoulder or something to prove they can get on there or not. I don't know if anybody really cares or matters to anybody. It sometimes does. There'll be guys they'll tweet it out. It's like when their Madden or 2K rating comes on, they're like, "Red only a 78." <laughs> Arm strength emoji, hammer that blowing smoke out of your nose emoji. <sighs> I'm gonna work hard. And I'm going to have an 86 rating by the end of the year. I'll show them. Yeah. Uh, 9315 on our Full Court Press text line. ESPN would put the Full Court Press in the top 100 as long as they have a TV contract to film their games. Signed, 
Show me the money. Yeah. <laughs> Signed, show me the money. Uh, it's all about the money. It's funny. So uh, training camp for the Utah Jazz uh, next week and their first preseason game October 2nd at Toronto. So it's coming up quickly. Uh, and you talked about Cody Zeller a little bit last night. I did. Cody Zeller and uh, Micah Potter very briefly. But, I mean, we are talking about a guy who I think is the 17th, 18th man on the training camp roster and a two-way player. So there's some analysis to do and that Zeller is just – he's a big body who might earn a main roster spot. Who has NBA experience and yeah. the two other centers on the roster really don't. Yeah, Zeller might be the best center on the roster right now, which is – that it's a bar low enough that the devil's tripping over it in hell. But <laughs> still, you got to have somebody with real NBA experience. And Zeller has that. Uh, all right, quick time out here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, um, some bad cases of bad fans. Several instances within just the last two weeks. Kind of interesting that they're all happening all at about the same time. Certainly there's been some, some of that close to home that uh, will add into this but uh it's not just isolated to to logan other there's another place in the mountain west who had a quarterback essentially booed and maybe a little bit surprising how that went and a couple other cases of bad fan behavior we gotta do better i mean what's going on we'll discuss it coming up next on the full court press are you a small business owner who's your bank this is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business, and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally, without all the red tape, by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Looking for a job or a career change? Plan to attend Cash Valley Media Group's Job Fair Thursday, September 22nd at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 to 6. Turn at 3900 North Highway 91 in Hyde Park. Be prepared to talk with businesses looking for employees now. 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 Staker Parsons, West Liberty Foods, Thermo Fisher, Presto Products, Procter & Gamble, and more. Better pay, better benefits, better job. Attend the Job Fair Thursday, September 22nd from 11 to 6 p.m. at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. Presented by the Cash Valley Media Group. We would like to welcome Prodigy Brewing to the heart of Logan. Cash Valley's first and only brew pub with family-friendly dining. With an upscale twist on classic brew pub fare and ingredients sourced as local as possible, they are thrilled to be part of the heart of Cash Valley. Bring the family and try their wood-fired pizza or their mouth-watering signature burger. Located on beautiful Center Street, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pizza, burgers, and brews. Mmm, tasty. Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the fireplace retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advanced Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, Advanced Fireplace and Stove. This is Chris from the Cater Shop Menswear Store. We believe how you look is the first message you deliver. 
This also includes our floors at the store. Daryl at Cam Drive Northern Utah and his team came in after hours, cleaned the entire store, and had it ready to go before we opened the next day. I trust Daryl and his team from Chem Drive Northern Utah. Chem Drive of Northern Utah. Chem Drive of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100. They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson and Jason Walker. 435-339-0321. If you want to chime in as well, Full Court Press text line is open. Don't forget, we're going to be broadcasting live on Saturday at uh, Prodigy Brewing for our KVNU game day. Getting you ready for Utah State and UNLV. Stop by, say hello. Oktoberfest will be kicking off. Uh, specials like brats and German potato salad with house-made sauerkraut and mustard. Oh, it's making me hungry. So uh, going to be hanging out at Prodigy Brewing Saturday starting at 3.30. Stop by, grab by teat before you go up to the football game to Utah State, take on UNLV. I just need one of you to show up and say, ah, yes, September Fest. <laughs> they will show you the door. <laughs> <laughs> so fan behavior has been an interesting topic, and, I mean, it seems like every year there's something that pops up that uh, somebody somewhere does something that they shouldn't. Uh, there's many, many, many cases of uh, crazy fan behavior in Europe for soccer games. Oh, yeah, they get really cross the line. They get nasty. Mexico, their, their national soccer team's like just about facing bans, or at least there's people talking about wanting them to be threatening bans over things that the Mexican national fans say on certain plays. Yes. So uh, a couple instances of bad fan behavior. Uh, Coach Blake Anderson talked about you know, fans uh, were in the stands, leaning over the rails, uh, railing and uh, yelling at the you know, Utah State players, going after individuals. That's, you know, that's not kosher at all. We don't do that. Not even to opposing fans. No. Or opposing Opposing teams. teams. But to your own, it's like almost worse. It's like, aren't you supposed to be rooting for these guys? Yeah. It's totally bizarre. Uh, it created a, a controversy in and of itself besides the performance on the field. Yeah. You can't even say it's liquid courage because they're not selling beer inside the stadium. Yeah. Well, maybe they got loaded up before the game. Imported. Uh, but Utah State's not the only Mountain West school dealing with this and in, as it relates to their quarterback. Apparently, even though Boise State won their game – Pretty handily over the weekend. Uh, there were cheers when Hank Bachmeyer, not when he went out of the game with injury, but when Talon Green came in as his replacement. Loud cheer came out uh, throughout the stadium when Talon Green came in as the starting quarterback in replacement of Hank Bachmeyer. And there's been controversy in Boise about who the quarterback should be, and it's been quite unsettled for these first couple of weeks. And fans really lit up when there was a change in quarterback. They kind of did that here in Logan, too. There were cheers when Cooper Lega came out onto the field. And there were little, we want Cooper, you know, chants. They were kind of faint. They weren't as loud as the boos for Bonner. 
or at least when Bonner came out onto the field after throwing that pick six, which was kind of the worst part of it uh, for him. Um, yeah, it's it's not good. Of course, there's still Utah State fans that are still this week saying, you know, start Cooper. It's not not yet. Yeah, I, and, I'm not in that camp yet. No, and I've very much given my position in that I'm very much in the starting Lagaz is probably not going to change anything. He'll never throw as good as Bonner has, or at least not this year. And, yeah, I've I've said my piece. <laughs> so, uh, bad fan behavior, you know, booze, that's one thing. But there's been a few other instances where it's gone beyond that. There's been some physical <laughs> altercations that have uh, taken place. Before I get to that, just a few texts coming through with 9315. Are you giving away tickets to the USU football game? Uh, actually, yes. I would just got a pair. Uh, keep listening. We'll give away two tickets coming up next hour. So stay tuned here on the Full Court Press. You didn't let me know about that. I just, uh, I, if had you not asked that, I probably would have forgotten about them. <laughs> so I'm glad you asked. It's like, I never knew about this. What is this? Uh, also, 9315 asks, have you ever seen it bad enough that fans throw things on the field? And even though Boise won, they still look suspect. So maybe that's why they're booing birds in, uh, why there are boo birds in Boise. I don't know if I've personally been in a game where things were thrown on the field in anger. If it was, it would have been in a high school game. Because it can get pretty bad. I I don't think it's gotten that bad. As far as fans were mad, and that's why they threw things on the field. Every now and again, some gets thrown on the field, but usually at a high school game, it's because some kid chucks something on there, the court. There was a game here in Logan not a few years ago where fans, there were things being thrown from the student section. I know there was, uh, was that at the BYU game? When BYU came to town? Uh, I know there's... Uh, yeah, I think, there, I, think I think there was a case of that just a few years ago here. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, Fairly isolated. Yeah, but it wasn't it was, like I, it was a universal. Everybody was throwing stuff. Like a few, a few fans, knuckleheads. I think they were pouring drinks on some of the BYU guys. Were like throwing drinks at them. Yes, yes, that's I think, right. And I think some BYU guys were going back at them, egging it on. Well, and they were. I think they were squirting water bottles. Right, they were definitely in the middle. Of they it. weren't. They weren't helping the situation. No, very that's, much at all. yes, that's a better way to put it. Uh, but another instance in uh, uh, in a college game. That happened just uh, on September 17th. A guy named Doug Ramsey from Fayetteville, Arkansas. He was arrested on charges of terroristic threatening and third-degree battery. And this happened after the Arkansas victory over Missouri State. Did you see what that battery was? And apparently what he did... That's <laughs> hilarious. ...is that uh, it started out like... You know, moving his car and he would get out of the way, uh, made contact with the, the the tire. Then he gets out of the car, punches through the back windshield, and then he pulls him close, punches him in the body, and then he he the owner of the Subaru is basically this Ramsey pulls the owner of the Subaru closer and bites his nose, and according to the report, rips the flesh off the tip of the nose. My goodness. How drunk was this man? Like, what the heck are you doing? Like, 
Why do you go try and bite someone in the face? Well, the interesting irony in this is that he this is the COO of Beyond Meat. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he was uh, he was going for some flesh, uh, which is owned yeah. by Tyson Foods. Tyson. Oh my gosh! Wait, his company's owned by like Tyson Foods or like like? Uh, oh, sorry, he was. Uh, yeah, it's Ramsey. He has been a part of the Tyson Foods poultry business since 1992. Not anymore, probably. Was I imagine president of Global McDonald's business in 2019. I imagine he's going to have to look for a new job soon. Uh, All he because a- he acted like... And this is the thing, is that you do these things, you act like an idiot at a sporting event, and for some reason, these people get the weirdest courage at sporting events. They act like they can do anything they want. They have a right to do anything. Pour beer on Max Hall's family, or bite someone's nose off, <laughs> or do whatever. They think they have the right that's the weird thing is you get people defending this kind of despicable behavior. So, oh, yeah. They bought the ticket. You bought the ticket giving you the privilege to watch. Right. Not to physically assault somebody. That's not the only case. There's a few cases in the NFL. We'll get to those coming up here in just a second. Uh, it, but bad fan behavior is getting amplified. We're seeing it all of a sudden in a lot of different places just within the last 14 days. That's nuts. Uh, We'll have more on that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North, 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North, 400 East in North Logan. Go to cachevalleyent.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Hey, it's Jackson from Mountain West Motor. I want to invite all of you to our off-road event and cookout on October 1st at 4 p.m. Bring your street-legal off-road vehicle and meet us at 4 p.m. at Mountain West Motor, 615 North Main in Logan. We will check out each other's rigs for about an hour, then head out around 5 p.m. to Providence Canyon. At the quarry, we'll have hot dogs and hamburgers ready for everyone who can make it. For more details, follow us on Instagram at mwmotor.co. That is mwmotor.co. See you at 4 p.m. on October 1st at Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. What's more important than sleep? Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress, and here we offer the best solution to better sleep, a better mattress. IntelliBed, the gel mattress, cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible. Or come in and choose a Tempur-Pedic that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed. My Mattress, offering the best sleep possible by the South Walmart. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Nova, Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced heating and air. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. 
Uh, when you buy Napa Auto Parts, you know you're getting the best when you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston of Providence Napa stores that not only make sure that you get the right battery or wiper blades or other parts that you're looking for, they'll even help you install them. If you need other work done, they can recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care centers with ASE certified technicians. And they sponsor the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment coming up here in just a few moments. So uh, in the NFL, in the Cleveland Browns game here recently, they've identified a fan who threw a bottle that hit the owner, Jimmy Haslam. It was late in the game in which they lost to the Jets, but they, uh, they, they show the owner walking towards the visiting tunnel after the game tying touchdown was scored with 22 seconds left. And then a bottle is thrown from the crowd and, and hits him in the leg. And so they've they found out who the who the person was, who the fan was. They were somebody was frustrated, a lot of frustration there, and how they gave up that game. But there was also an incident in Las Vegas where uh, of allegations that a fan struck quarterback Kyler Murray amid some of the celebrations there with their overtime victory over the Raiders. Though this one may be a little bit hedged a little bit because it, it looks more like somebody was was excited and celebrating and meant to like hit him on the pads and there was movement and end up slapping him in the face wasn't really the 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 intent but still you get a little too close you got to watch yourself yeah and murray got got mad when it happened i wouldn't watch the videos like he was upset although later he said there's no hard feelings and and hopefully this one's just a misunderstanding because he was going toward a, a crowd of people that were excited and that were trying to congratulate him. Although, you know, it was in Vegas, so there was probably a couple <laughs> of Raiders fans in the in the vicinity. Uh, so, come on. I, I, I know there I know there was a school in the valley that during school hours teachers went around to all the classrooms to read the fan code of conduct during a uh, you know, athletic events, because that needed to be reiterated. Uh, look, you can you can cheer for your team. You can have chants against the other team too, but you don't have to get vulgar. Be creative. You don't have to be crass. And don't go, don't go into after individuals. I mean, that's just especially high school, even college. Professionals, okay, it's a little bit different. That's a paid profession, but still. Show some class. Good heavens. All right, coming up next hour, conversation with Calvin Tyler Jr. and Robert Turbin. Stick around. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Aaron Judge has had a season to remember. The Yankees outfielder is in hot pursuit of the American League Triple Crown and has a chance to break Roger Maris's American League single-season home run record. Judge's potentially record-breaking season couldn't have come at a better time. The four-time All-Star will be a free agent this offseason. That'll put him in line for a massive new contract. What Judge has done this year is historic, but that doesn't mean a massive new deal won't be without risk. Judge will be 31 by the start of next season. He's had plenty of injury concerns throughout his seven-year career. That's not a great combination for somebody looking for something close to a 10-year record-breaking deal. Every player ages differently, so it's hard to predict just how much longer Judge will be in his prime. But when you look at his age, his injury history, and the history of record-breaking long-term contracts in baseball, signing Aaron Judge may be more of a risk than people are led to believe. 
I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.